And what's going on, Canes fans? We are back with another exciting episode of All Canes Radio. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brian Monroe. The gorgeous guy in front of me, Harry. Wow. Mr. All Canes himself. Looking dapper. You looking good, man. You know. You know you had a good week? You had a good weekend, good week? You got some sun? Got you know, hanging out in the pool now. The pool's warm enough. The weather's been great, you know. Spring game the other day, so I got a little sun. Working on your tan. I'm trying to work on my tan, too. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get ready for summertime. Summertime, yeah. Summertime, you know, always... Uh, you know, listen, we just had a, a great run by the basketball team. Coach L getting to the Elite Eight. So First time ever. First time ever. So, what, of course, what we had to do today, we had to get some ballers well, on the show today. That, okay, one of our guests tonight is getting inducted into the Hall of Fame tomorrow night, the UM Hall of Fame. I did not know that. Yes. That Jack, is new to me. Jack is uh, finally getting his chance to, you know, he's got his jersey hanging in the arena over there. Number 33. So they retired that number, but now... Sometimes the hall's a little slow. Sometimes a little bit slow. They're bringing him into the Hall of Fame. So that Jack is Jack McClinton, and we also have Mario Bland uh, with us today, fellas. How Couple we doing? generations ap- or yeah, generation yo, apart, yo, I guess. But you know, the good thing is that they both went to the NCAA tournament. That's right. You yeah. know, which you say in Miami, we haven't been to that often. You know, we're not a perennial. Let's go to the tournament year in and year out. But both of you guys were able to get to the tournament. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Let's just start right there because I think with Coach L and everybody watching it, it was an exciting time seeing them get to the, you know, the Elite Eight, the passion, the passion, you know, everything that around the city was, you know, lit up. Like, take us through your journey when you guys were here and got to the tournament. Uh, well, um, when I started, been my sophomore year, we got uh, we got the bid, you know, to the uh, NCAA tournament. At that time, University of Miami hadn't been to the NCAA tournament in 38 years. Dang. Damn, it's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can we cuss on this? I know we allowed Yeah, go ahead. You're good. You can do whatever you want. Whatever you got to say, you're good. <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, that's But your mama might be listening. I've said the right. dumbest stuff on there. Don't worry. And um, at the time, uh, Baron Davis was a freshman, Toby Bailey, um, Chris Johnson. I can't even remember all the teams, but it was one of those situations. We were on the last, one of the last screens, the last bracket, one of the last teams being called. We're sitting there because the year before, we went to the NIT and play Michigan in Michigan and that didn't turn out very well for us <laughs> <laughs> and you know when we got that call uh it was I mean it was you know wow you know we get to play and then we get to play in Atlanta I know I get to play close to my family so my family's gonna come to Atlanta watch the game and so we went to the NCAA tournament uh uh three years my sophomore junior senior year um second year we lost in the second round to Purdue of all teams you know, you remember it. You know, you just said it. You know, you, you remember it just like it was yesterday. No, you remember every single team. You remember the score. You remember the play. We shot. Uh, we don't remember the scores, bro. <laughs> no, 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 none <laughs> of the basketball. scores. Hey, okay. they, like if, in football, for yourself. we remember the, we remember <laughs> the exact <laughs> score. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You guys, your score is a little yeah. bit different. Yeah. Like, oh, I was 69, 55. Like, no, damn. We're, no, we're like, well, we lost that game by two. Yeah. Like, we don't, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> 102 to 100. Yeah, you know, we, we can make up a score for you. Now. You're right. You're yeah, right. You're, we, right. Uh, we, we, uh, you're right about that, Jack. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna let him sit here and say that. I probably remember how many points I had. Maybe I that's may, true. You may remember the buckets you had. If yeah, you, you, if you were a bucket line. getter, if you was, if you got, you know, a lot of people ain't get stats. So if you yeah. got stats, you will remember. But uh, carry on. I don't want to cut you off. Oh no, that's, that's all good right there. <laughs> so you went but three you, years in a row to the tourney. Went three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, actually, myself, uh, Johnny Hemsley, and uh, Vernon. Who's also know. getting inducted tomorrow night, Johnny? Congratulations. Shout out Baltimore. Yeah, one time with my roommate. <laughs> Have we ever had a team besides you guys go to three years in a row? 
Uh, I don't. No, I don't think no. so. Oh, that's it, a great accomplishment. Yeah, because we were one of uh, the three of us. We were the first ones in school here to go to four straight postseason, three straight, um, you know, NCAA uh, appearances, and you know, our senior year went to the uh, Sweet Sixteen. Damn. Yeah, I didn't know that. And then what happened, right? Then our coach left, right? Coach Hampton left and went to the Wizards. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I, guess, I, I can't blame the coach. Him. Leonard Hamilton. Oh, Leonard Hamilton. Okay, uh -huh. I thought you said Hampton. So, so Hampton. what I what I was trying to get to is if if you saw what they did four years in a row postseason, three in the tournament there, Leonard leaves and then it kind of. Yeah, now he's balling with Florida so State for the last, I don't know how many years. If he could have stayed here, and it's, again, we've always had a problem with football coaches. And I was about to say, isn't that like our broken record here? If he would have yeah, stayed. If right. he would have stayed, yeah. It, I mean, you it know, could have been something really special. Yeah, because we had, we had some, some great guys here. I mean, because John Samuels was coming in. You know, he was a sophomore at the time. James Jones was a freshman. And, you know, we had uh, Elton, Elton Tyler, Dwayne Wimbledon. You know, had a lot of guys who, you know, who were ready to step up at that time. Leroy Hurd, you know, these guys were, you know, they were hungry. But, you know, at that point in time, you know, Johnny, Vernon, and myself, you know, we came in as freshmen. And, we you know, when the team, you know, we were just grinding, just grinding and grinding. And, you know, we had been through the wars, you know, early. You know, and then, come, you know, coming out on the, on the other end of it to where, you know, everybody's looking up to us. And – you know, it's a, it's a good thing and also a bad thing. You know, everybody look up to you, but when things go wrong, <laughs> down on you, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let, me, now, let me ask you a question. So me being football and you being basketball, and obviously Miami's known as a football school. How was that at that time for you guys going three straight tournament appearances and the football team that was what was edged ran for that 99 in the 99 season with the crazy UCLA and stuff like that? Like, mm -hmm. how was that on campus? Was there like a, okay, we're the basketball team, we're the shit, you're the football team. Y'all good, but y'all ain't doing what we're doing, or were you guys together just like all going out, partying and stuff like that? Oh, we were just, you know, we were all just going and hanging out. You know, what you did on the field, you know, that was all celebrated. Because actually, i tell you a funny story. That game where Edge ran against UCLA, it was the same game we, we were playing Kentucky at Kentucky. And I remember – you know, after the game, people were saying they kept flashing y'all score against, you know, because, you know, we were going back and forth with Kentucky. You know, it was a big game. And Keyword flashing because it was the Orange Bowl scoreboard. Yeah, so you didn't see any, on, like, videos yeah, or anything. Any videos, <laughs> but, you know, we, you know, we had to leave for a good part of the game. But then, you know, we just couldn't pull it out, you know, down, down the end. And then once we finished the game, they say, you know, the comebacks, man, EJ ran for, you know, 280 yards. You know, some, you know, by the time we get the story, yeah. you, know, you know, everything is, all, you know, all different. But. You know, they turned because we had a, what was it, a hurricane warning or something that got that game postponed against UCLA? Yeah. Yep. There was a hurricane earlier in the, the year. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah you, your memory a little foggy. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> we ain't got to lie. It's a long time ago, it's man. A long like, time ago. we think it's yesterday. We're like, yeah, I was just in school the other day. And I'm like, now nah, I'm coming up on my 20 year high school reunion. Shit. Yeah. You turn around, look at it. I was, when Kansas, when, when Miami was playing this year in the NCAA tournament, when I, they were playing in the Sweet 16 game. I'm I'm typing on my Facebook page. I remember just like yesterday, lacing up, lacing up for the Sweet 16. It was 22 years. I'm, no, it was a while back. Yeah, I'm going big. I was like, man, it's been you know it's been 20 years since I've been in college, and you know walking around the campus and you know how it was when I was here, as opposed to what it looks like now. Oh man! I was shortchanged. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a player in any sport that comes back that doesn't say, "Wait, I didn't have that, man." You know, yeah. didn't have that. We didn't have shit. What you mean? We lived yeah. in we lived in a jail cell at Mahoney Pearson. I feel sorry for the freshmen because the freshmen living, I don't know what you call that over there. It was just. 
terrible. Yeah. Now these kids are like, oh, yeah, indoor practice facility. I don't want to go outside. It's too hot. I'm like, what? Get your ass outside. <laughs> like we had a choice. But it's yeah. sad now because I hear that they've got to make it a full hundred yards under. Oh, under listen, the roof. we already knew when the new AD was coming that there was going to be changes. <laughs> Basketball's getting a new weight room and expanded training room, uh, a bunch of stuff, and now football's getting. We knew it was coming though because he doesn't. He doesn't bullshit when it comes to raising money and changing where he goes. Like he said when he got you, to Clemson, you, you see about the, the spring, same year playing the spring game. Oh, what happened? They, they were interviewing him, and he said uh, I, I, they had the, like the VIP section up in that one section up there, and there's all the golden canes and big donors. And he goes, "That's yeah, where I'm I was be, supposed to be. I'm going to be really good friends with those guys and seeing a lot of those guys real soon, you know. So yeah, he's going to uh, get gonna, the ass going. Gonna, I mean, that's what they're here for. I mean, that's not, but that's they're not. That's not what they're here for. But, but that's it is. that's a big well, that, that's, that's a big chunk big, of the job. Their investment goes into that kind yes, of stuff, and right, then. Exactly. When they do the improvements like that, that's considered a capital campaign. So they've got to go out. The athletic department has to go out and raise that money separately from their budgeted. So that's where you've got to make friends. And right now we're making some good friends, and money's coming in, and the universities increase the budget and giving them the money to go out and do the yeah, I think that, that Mario and that Columbus uh, connection is definitely uh, friends. have definitely come into the circle with uh, – some big bank, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Big bank, tank, little bank. But you know Not what? It's about what you know. It's about, it's about who, who you, you know. know. And speaking right. about being money, Jack McClinton was money, money when he played here. Now, yeah. we went back to the NCAA tournament after you were done, Mario, in 2002. But then we went back in 2008. Jack, you were there. Yeah. You know, talk about that tournament because, you know, you were a transfer. You came in, sat out a year, I believe. Yeah. And then when you started your first year, you led the, what, ACC in three-point uh, percentage? I think so, yeah. And then you were also first-team All-ACC? My first year, I was third-team. And then my uh, second two years, I was first-team back-to-back. Back-to-back. He could yeah. dream. Yeah. You know what I think? Dream I, mean, I always dream. I always think about this. Like, when you start seeing, like, the Steph Currys and the way that the NBA's evolved, yeah. you were just before your time. I know, man. I, I don't like to, like, you know, whenever I talk about basketball, I guess I can start like this. You know, Miami was was it really opened my eyes to a lot of things, like playing at this level. Going, at, <clears throat> excuse me, playing at Siena College is just a different level of intensity. Um, but I wouldn't say I don't think it's a big jump in 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 how people play. Like in, in any division, there's always great guards. Like you're gonna have great guards at every level. But when you get to like the ACCs, the bigger conferences, the bigs are a little bit quicker. The bigs can do more, but you still got guards. So when I came to Miami, it was like a I didn't think I was going to be here, to be honest. I'm like, you know, as a kid, you know, you dream about going D. I wanted to go D1. I didn't have no scholarships in high school. I had zero scholarships. So I'm in high school like, shit, if I can get a scholarship and I go D1, I made it. Yeah. That's what everybody wanted to do. You wanted to go D1. You know what I'm saying? So I go to go to prep school, go to Siena College my first year, transfer to Miami, um, and then you just come on this campus and everything is just different. You know, Siena is cold, full of snow. Miami is, you know, it's it's totally different. And for me, it was like I don't, I didn't want to waste the opportunity to get an opportunity to, to be at such a school as at Miami. Although I'm not going to sit here and tell you like when I got here, I'd be like, yo, I'm going to make the Hall of Fame. Or I'm going to be back to back first team. I was really like, yo, I'm at Miami. If I don't play, I'm still at Miami. Yeah. So I didn't really bring any pressure. There was no pressure for me to perform here. I was a transfer from a mid major. So for me, I stayed in the gym all day, every day. And you know, when my moment came, I kind of. I guess you can say I capitalized on the moment. You took it. Yeah, you yeah. Kind of? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, did, you, did, you definitely <laughs> took it. That did, did a little something. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. will say, I think the difference between me and a lot of guys that come into high-level basketball is that they have pressure to perform. Like, you make McDonald's All-American, you top in your state, you know, you top wherever. When you go high-level D1, you go to college, you're like, okay, you got to perform now. Yeah. Me, 
Nobody yeah. was checking for me. You yeah. know what I mean? The I remember expectations weren't yeah, there. Super. Low. I remember when when I was transferring. So my coach at Siena got fired. His name was Coach Lanier. Shout out Rob Lanier, man. Love that guy. He coached with Frank Hafe at Texas. So that's how kind of the whole thing kind of you know ended up you know happening. But when Coach Lanier told Hafe, he was like, "Look, <clears throat> I got a guy that wants to transfer." You know, he'll probably come off the bench, be a great backup for you, but he works hard. He'll get your players better. So that was like the the quote that was for me going in. Like, okay, I'm not going to be – I'm thinking in my mind, like, hey, he's probably right. I probably won't do nothing. But, you know, I just think that when you work at something and you want something and there's no pressure, it's a lot easier to perform. Yeah. I had no pressure coming in Miami at all, really, none. Because, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, I didn't think I was going to be playing high-level D1. But surpass that, not having the pressure and, you know, playing my first year, my sophomore year – I was able to play against Guillermo Diaz, Ant Harris, you know, Rob Height for a whole year and not sit out. So in practice, I'm like, these dudes are top guards in the ACC. Once again, I'm a red shirt. I can't play in the games. Ain't no pressure. I get to be the best scorer on Duke in the walkthrough. So I'm pretending to be J.J. Redick, and it's like, I don't know, maybe that shit got in my DNA. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of followed over to the following year. So the first year I played, I get third team on ACC. I'm like, oh, shit. I might, I might could do something with this. And then, you know, getting to what your question was, I'm going to give you a little backstory. Um, that year we made the tournament, man, that was like a – I ain't going to lie, that shit was crazy, man. Like, I never would have in a million years ever thought I'd be playing the NCAA tournament. I'm not even going to front. So, I mean, it's like, you when you're looking to see who's going to pick who you're playing, like, I'm like, shit, we might not even get called. We, we had a good year that year. So, yeah. I, I feel like it wasn't like a sure end, though. It was still some questions. Well, in Miami, it's you can have a good year yeah. and you're still not a sure end because exactly. you're not a this, basketball. This year school. they were talking about, oh, Miami might be a bubble team. I'm like, bubble team. That's they, what I'm destroyed, yeah. they destroyed yeah. UNC. Yeah. They right. beat Duke. Like, I mean, what else you gotta do? Yeah, you gotta do exactly. Yeah, you turn around and look at oh say, well, this team really wasn't that good. So I'm, you know, say they took advantage of the situation. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, they lost a bad Florida State team. I'm like, it's a rivalry. It's and they lost by, by one, one point, point every single game. How is that a bad loss? It's something that I think it's just people just they hate on Miami, just Miami. Love to hate us. It it is terrible. I'm I'm listening to these reports. I'm like, I don't know shit about basketball, but I'm like, I know this team is not no bubble team. This team is going to do something in the tournament. You've got experienced guards where, you know, a lot of times when you see these butlers come out of the world, like they don't have those guys or the you know the uh, McDonald's All American like you're speaking, but they're experienced, Mm -hmm. fourth, fifth year senior guys, older dudes, and you know, McGusty and everybody else is an older player. I'm they like, they was, they we, we could do some things. Years. They was old. Yeah, I mean, Charlie's six, six years. Yeah, six years. You know, Char- Char- Charlie's on tour. You know, yeah. Charlie yeah. went to what? <laughs> DePaul. He went to Kansas. He Cal. went to Cal. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even know. But I yeah. mean, listen, that's the Van Wilder of basketball right there. Hey, Shout out Charlie Moore. That boy a dog. Yeah, yeah he a baller. Yeah, he took advantage of yeah, I mean, get a chance in the league for sure. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, you know, watching you know, watching these guys and, you know, especially this season, I was like, you know, early on you're looking at them, you know, everybody had low expectations. You know, me, I just turned the TV on, I watch a little bit. I was like, these guys are a little bit better than yeah, what, what people are saying. Yeah, so, exactly. so from, you know, your basketball expertise and stuff, explain to us what you see in this team and what made them so special because, you know, looking from the outside in, I just look at it like, okay, cool. We got some guys, but what made them special? Was it Coach L? What you know? Was it the combination of Coach L and the experienced players? Like what made the players exper- uh, great too? I th- oh, well, I think with you know, especially with this team, a lot of you know, a lot of good teams start at the top. You know, how does your point guard? You know, saying how does he control the game? How does he run the team? And you know, and you know, Charlie, he did you know did a great job this year. You know, he because he's experienced. He, yeah. he didn't get rattled. You know, you hit free throws in crunch time. I mean, that's one of the main things you look at. You know, down the stretch, who at the free throw line? You start looking at their eyes. You know, they look a little wobbly. You know, you're you like, yeah. <laughs> 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 like, not nah, we getting this one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, 
you know, it, it all starts, you know, at the point guard and the relationship that he has with all the players because if you getting the ball to the players and they money spots, I mean, just like, you know, watch, watching Jack play, you know, he catch the ball, you know, it didn't really matter where he was. No, Everything was at all. Spot. So I just know, throw yeah. it up. I'm like, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, and sometimes you got to worry about like, okay, it's about a minute and a half. We 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 need to hold the ball. Let's not pass to Jack right now. Yeah. You know, so, you know <laughs> if, he, if he can see daylight, he hey, gonna let it got, fly. Hey, if I got 17, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I got 17, it's a minute 30. So, so you're saying his assist wasn't as good as his shot, right? Yeah. Just hey, hey look here. Hey, sometimes you gotta look out for players. You got, you know, what I'm saying you gotta look out for. You gotta him. feed the guy, right? Hey, look, I hey, mean. Look. I, I mean, I drop the ball. You, you pass the ball when you're shooting high 40s, yeah. almost 50. It's right. like, I, I trust myself. More I, than I, sometimes we'll I, trust, you, know, you know, I saw a couple times this year some of the guys, you know, and they were shooting well, and all of a sudden they get that ball, and they'd, like, take that second and then pass it off. It's yeah. like, dude, yeah. your shot was there. there. Take it. You got to yeah. believe in it. Yeah, you because know? they sat there and thought about it. And, yeah. You right. know, that's the thing. It's like when you catch the ball, if you catch the ball in rhythm and you're open, that's I mean, true. that's a good shot. Yep. And especially then, if you're a shooter. Yeah, especially coming from, you know, the brand of basketball that I'm coming from because, you know, I'm old school where you got a center, a power forward, mm -hmm. you know, small forward. You no, know, these are the traditional guys, and you're running the offense, double screen, your big man stay in the paint. And then we kind of broke the mold when I came in because I was a post player, but I could shoot from the wing. I could handle the ball around the court. And, you know, that mixed things up. So now everything is, you know, five wide. You get you a big man, you know, he's like an anomaly, especially if he can score with his yeah. back to the basket. It's like, wow, he's a he's a real unicorn right now. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not shooting threes and able to, you know, hedge out on the pick and roll or even switch, I mean, you're going to be hurting your team in a lot more instances than you're helping them. 100%. And I would say with this team, I mean, I think, like you said, it starts at the top. Charlie and Cam McGusty, I mean, they had nothing to lose. I mean, that's their last year here, you know what I mean? And, I know Can had a, a pretty decent, like a really good season the year before, um, but obviously, you know, this was the year for him to really, you know, showcase himself. And he was a long ranger with Charlie and Zay. But like, I think those guys had nothing to lose. And I just think when you have that mentality, that attitude, and your season, like you said, it's just your know, basketball is all confidence, man. Like I always, I talked about the pressure shit. Like if you ain't got the pressure and you confident, you could. You could beat anybody. It's all mental. Because at the end of the day, you all work out every day. It's only so many jumps. Well, I shot a lot of jump shots. It's almost. It's only so many workouts you could do. Yeah. There's only so many drills you can do. But, like, when the lights come on, where's your mental? Where's your mental? Where's your confidence? Right. Because, like, we uh, we say, uh, okay, you know, he's good, but, you know, what you know, what are you doing when you smell when, that popcorn? Yeah, when that popcorn. <laughs> and, 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 and the drums come on. What's, yeah. what's happening? Yeah, well, no, that's going on because, you know, we run across a lot of guys, I'm talking about, who kill us in practice. Yeah. But then you turn around as soon as the game, everybody watching. That's what we call. We used to call them Green Tree All Americans. Green Tree, because Green Tree is our practice field. So we'd have dudes that just be balling. You'd be like, "Damn, we got some!" And then the game, you're like, "What the hell was that?" Right. What? What happened to the dude mossing everybody? Now all of a sudden it's just like you look in the bright lights, you see the eighty thousand, and it's a different person. I was different too. Y'all had eighty thousand. We wasn't. So what's what's the biggest basketball in in? College like 20, 18? I mean, man, most of the basketball arenas, you know, a large one may may seat twenty. Yeah, but you got unless you in Syracuse, but you guys are like pretty field. big. Ain't it? What you think? What is that? Yeah, uh, North Carolina. How do you think they? I've 30, never played 20? in there, but no, I don't think they they're, fit the. They're, they're twenty something. They're twenty something. Okay, so. 20. But you guys are also right on top of each other, which is different than right. football. Like literally, the, you could be inbounding a ball, and the fan could be like right there, touch you, and say whatever. Now you got to understand that when I first got to Miami, you know, we were like last in the Big East in attendance when I first got here. You know, you go out, you can hear the ball bounce, and you can hear what they, you can hear what they <laughs> said. Yeah, we'd the go to the Miami Arena, Frida. but I, I sat with a, I had good seats in second row, but there were a bunch of football players that would come to those games, and they would get right behind the visitors' bench, and they would be on them start to finish. I mean, they would pick on them 
call them names, and you know, then to turn around and say your football team sucks and what? I mean, it was it was pretty rough. Some of those guys. But you need that. No, you, you need know. that. You gotta have psychologically. Like you teams legend. were supporting one another. Yeah. And it was kind of cool to do that. Yeah. Then from you know, by the time we left, we were you know we were top in the Big East in attendance. You know, so you get those games. I think one of the first games that I mean that was that we sold out was against uh, UConn. Yeah, yeah. UConn. Yeah, those those were huge games. Yeah, they were one in the country, number one in the country, and we were we had just broke the top twenty five. We were Damn. we were twenty five in the AP poll. You have two polls, and one of they had. Yeah, because Miami's an event town. You know, you bring in yeah. big teams. Yeah, like ain't that. nothing's changed. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, Dick Vitale did the game. You know, like, you know, you done made a Dick Vitale. You like, yes, Dan, we there, baby, let's go. Yeah, I got a picture of house at my house with me shaking Dick Vitale. Hey, it's the back of his head. But, I'm but like, you know that, who Dick Vitale is. I'm like, that's Dick Vitale. Like, you don't need to see his face. Yeah. You know, not you trying to tell that. people. But, you know, when you're coming in, you know, when you're playing that kind of, you know, that kind of stuff, because, you know, Coach Hampton come in, you know, because we're going to have this arena on campus by the time you leave. And I was like, well, it was on the way. They started tearing down buildings <laughs> my senior year. You're like, hey, no, I ain't getting it. We didn't make it. We didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, you know, it's funny because when they finally got the building made, they brought all the alumni back, and, and I was sitting in the gym because I was the president of the Booster Club back in those days. And we're sitting in there in the arena, and you're talking Rick Barry and guys, you Dick Hitchcock, all these guys that played in there, great players. And they were all promised. They all talked about, they're, they show a diagram and they show a picture. This is going to be built before you leave. <laughs> and it like all of a sudden, now, umpteen years later, it's finally there. You know, mm-hmm. so it was kind of a cool thing. You know, Rick Barry's in there doing underarm foul shots. There you go. And, I mean, it was it was, a, it was one of those moments that you just kind of pinch yourself and say, this is kind of special. And it was because there were a lot of special players. You'll see tomorrow night at the Hall of Fame and, and having Jack join that group. And, you know, his banner flies in that arena. It, it's pretty special. I mean, I get goosebumps thinking about it. I mean, I, I've been fortunate enough to know Jack and, and Mario for a long time, but but they were special players and they played really hard and, and they put together teams and they they were both leaders on their team. So that made a difference to have leadership. And that's what we talked about a minute ago with Charlie. He came in with, you know, senior, senior leadership because yeah. he was on his sixth year. But he was that guy that kind of put everything together because they didn't have the big men and stuff like that. So they had a lot of point guards out there, and they were doing it. And Charlie just found a way to settle guys down, and he could move that ball and got it to the right guy. And a lot of times at the right time, and they played really well most of the time when he was on – he was made a big difference. So how do you do this? How do you sustain success, right? So you guys went to three straight. So how does Coach L take the next step and say, okay, we can keep this going continue to be a successful basketball program what does he have to do to keep that success going you got you got to keep recruiting talent and you got to have keep having guys buy into the system I think one thing coach L does a great job is his teams are good when everyone buys into the system you watch today not today but this year like they bought into his system I mean it's a free flow game obviously but like there was no there was no you know type of you know, people hating on each other, like, man, he getting he going off too much. Like, they bought into a system. Everybody played their game. And, like, as long as you play into the system of the coach, obviously it works. You know, you just keep getting more talent. And, I mean, at the end of the day, I always say, I don't understand how Miami can't get every athlete. Like, if I'm, if I'm something, a coach or AD or something at Miami, it's no reason why Miami does not get the number one players in the country. It's Miami. I don't know what the disconnect is on, like, you know. But Miami's never really been a basketball school to have that kind of, you know, everybody looks at the Dukes and the, you know, North Carolinas, and it's just Miami's never had that. Even though we've had some great little runs and some good teams. Yeah, I'm talking about Maybe the NIL can change that. Yeah, I'm talking about Miami, the city. Like, obviously, you go to schools. 
obviously you go to schools like Duke and North Carolina, they're going to get who they get. But I'm sure if I'm a kid and I go on a visit to Miami, I'm probably going to have a little bit more fun than I do when if I go on a, 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 a visit to Duke or North Carolina. I just believe, like, and mom, I don't. It could just be me, but I'm like, maybe now it's changed. But now it's like, why wouldn't you want to play basketball in Miami? Great business town, great professional sports, great sports teams, great shit, women, great beautiful people. It's like, you know, yeah, what I'm that saying? always like, helps, right? Yeah, can't argue with that. You know what I'm saying? So I just always wonder, like, what's the disconnect? Where it's like, if you have so much to offer in a city, like, it's almost like a cheat code. If I'm a recruiter and my house is Miami, it's like. Well, and plus, you you know, if if you're looking at the other side, you get a good education that, that means hey, look, something. Let's, but let's keep let's keep let's keep real here. Yeah. I know, I, yeah. I, but I'm just saying <laughs> there, there are things. But I but I talk about the same thing with okay, football. I said go. when we're out recruiting, because everybody says we should get every great recruit in yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I was in, in Georgia after they won the national championship up there yeah. at Athens, and their stadium's ninety-two thousand people. Yeah, okay, that town on on game day starting Thursday night. It's football until Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I mean, so that environment, you know, when environment. you go to Duke and stuff like that, for when you bring a recruit there, yeah. there's something that even as a fan, I get jealous when I've gone on the road for football where you just see what a town, a small town does yeah. for that sport. I just think you got to show, you okay, if they have the, the upper hand in the stadium, we have to leverage the other things that we have to upper hand in, in the city like Miami. Well, well when you when you were yeah. on your recruiting, yeah. you came down here, where'd they take you? So my uh, guy was Rob Height. Rob was my senior. I mean, we went everywhere. We went out to the club. We there was a couple the nice beach. clubs right here, right? Yeah, we, no, we, we was on the beach. I used to tell people like that. Yeah, 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 we went to the beach, too. But, yeah, but, it, but here's yeah, the thing. I, I talk about because, like, you know, we'd get recruits coming in the store. Yeah. And, you know, it was like February or last week of January, and they'd I mean, I remember a quarterback from Pennsylvania. He's wearing flip-flops and shorts. Yeah. And he goes, dude, you're not doing that back at home. And yeah. he goes, you're damn right. Yeah. But you know what? He didn't sign here. He didn't sign here. But but if I said, if when you had him on South Beach in January from up north, and you could put that paper in front of him right there, I yeah. don't think you'd lose too many of them. 100%. Look, my, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a PSA right now. If University of Miami, if you want to bring me in to, get you, to make sure kids sign, I will introduce them to the right people, the businessmen, the the billionaires, the clubs, the best restaurants. Can you introduce me to those guys? Yeah, we can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. if you want to hire me as chief, uh, chief, chief of staff. visit <laughs> officer or creative director of of rec recruiting, we would get every player. It's just the presentation. They may not be doing the presentation right. I'm not saying the school. I mean, like whoever's the person that takes you on your visit. Because most of you come here, they align you with the guy, and that guy takes you on your visit. If you get with a dude that ain't connected, it's like I'm not getting the full experience. That right. I should get if I'm at well, Miami. I, I think that you know, at least from the football side, of, yeah. I hear a lot more of those recruiting stories. Yeah. I mean, they they get treated pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, they're getting fed and taken, and then of course, the team takes them out or the coaching yeah. staff Coach does, and then the out. next night they get to Players go out with a you know player representative that'll yeah. take them out and show them the real Miami. I yeah. guess right. You know? Yeah, and um, I mean, but that's a I mean that's a genuine part of it too. I mean, like you said, somewhere there's a disconnect. But I remember when I was coming in. You know, you start hearing from people saying, well, look, let me tell you something. You get your visit, be sure you go down to Miami. Take You're going to take that visit, right? Yeah, you're going to take the visit just to be in Miami. Be in Miami not yeah. to necessarily pay right. attention Son. to, what, to mm -hmm. what's going on. But because I hosted recruits uh, my last three years here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, pretty much every recruit that came, well, every recruit that came through, yeah. you know, I, I was I was the recruiter. So, you know, I take them down. I was like, look, 
I'm gonna show you Miami. Yeah, I'm gonna show you what we do because sometimes we even, you know, even as much as you know, just being around campus, if there's a, a party on campus or something, yeah, you know, say, look, this is the college life. It's the college and life. then you go out and I say, look, how can you say no to this? I mean, how can you? But yeah. you know, some guys come in. You, but you, you know how they, you know some guys come in like I'm gonna go down to Miami, but you know I'm gonna, you know I'm, I'm gonna stay at home and mm-hmm. you know and play here. But I, I'm gonna take this trip to Miami and, and then but, visit. and then sometimes you know after about about an hour or two, I figure it out. Mm-hmm. Then I say okay. Then so then we just gonna we just gonna chill and hang out. So look, 100%. I'm gonna tell you about this. Now you know I'm like look. This, some dudes don't want that life. Yeah, they yeah. Don't want like, it. Like, <laughs> so, some of it's bigger than they are, yeah, you know, or they can't handle it. I mean, Miami. Look, I like talking about this because. You know, you go to Oregon from Miami, or you—I mean, there were some football recruits a couple of years ago that were down from Homestead. They went to Nebraska. They lasted one year. They got their little bag, you know, their goodies, but they realized that it's cold, it's dark during the winter, and the people aren't from Miami. It's different, you know. So yeah. you, you got to kind of fit your environment or, or your personality, and not just go for where you think it's going to be the place you know yeah, yeah for miami sure. scares a lot of people we've we had a I couple will, athletic directors yeah. that they lasted a couple years each because their families didn't like miami it was you know too yeah. much for them yeah that's a good point because you know you start looking at you know comparing and contrasting you know everything that miami because i remember i had a recruit uh come in and you know i'm down you know down on the beach showing him around and, you know the you know the look on his eyes you know he's like wow this is great and i'm sitting here thinking about you know what you did now that you say it, you know, some stuff. I'm like, well, maybe it, it, it might have been a little much for it. Might be, yeah, 100%. You, you know, but, you know, like, look, this is this is Miami. Mm-hmm. But that's it. We can't tone it down. You know, this is exactly no, what this, it is. This, but, but look, now with NIL, okay, and also the transfer portal, I think Miami is a great spot because yeah. I think that, one, when kids do leave South Florida – and they go where it's cold and dingy or whatever it is. They realize that the grass is greener in South Florida all year long. That that's definitely a, a great point. Like Miami as a transfer portal school will probably, get, I, I believe, or could be more of you know something that looks advantageous to someone because most people aren't coming to school in Miami and they're looking for a difference. So if you come to Miami, you're automatically like, oh man, that just it just the energy here is just more free. I feel like you know what I mean. So. Definitely the transfer. You know, Miami, portal, Miami doesn't that. have the fan base, yeah. doesn't have the student bodies no. that a lot of these schools do, and that right. makes a little bit of a difference. Yeah. But when you come to Miami and when you're successful, yeah. you're you're king. 100%. I mean, people really take 100%. take Miami it out, you know. Left. And 100%. and I think that we're seeing what's happened this past year with what the university athletic departments committing to football, yep. and, and and that trickles down um, to the other sports because when football is king. There's money coming in. There's exposure coming in. And, you know, I learned when I got here in 91 that successful athletics in football, because from 83 to 91 they won four national titles, Mm -hmm. that the kids going to try to apply to Miami, Mm -hmm. the instructors coming to teach at Miami, they were getting a different level and more people trying to get in because people like athletics. When Clemson became very successful, they saw their student body increase. They saw the people coming to that school get better. So it's important that winning – Unfortunately, here we have a fan base built more on winning than we do on supporting the basketball team or the baseball team or the football team. If you're winning, everybody wants to be part of everybody it. Everybody wants to go, and then when you, when it's not so good, you. I mean, then you. I mean, because like oh, you know, of course, my four years here. You know, coming to the game by my senior year, 
I knew the people to talk to because those are the people who were there when, you know, when things weren't so good, you mm-hmm. know, when I first showed up, you know, when, you know, when we were last in attendance. And then now, you know, we're hiding since everybody's come. Oh, man, you guys are great. I was like, well, you know, I've been here for you. I think my first year going to basketball when I started here in 91, 92 season, I think we were 0-18 in the Big East. Right. And I made a shirt at the end of the season. Oh, what a season. And people got mad at me. I go, dude, I was at every one of those games, okay? And I support this team. Were you trying to be funny with the O, like zero? Yeah, oh, it was yeah. Oh, what that's, is this? Hey, that's that's kind of yeah. It hey, me. Hey, hey, hey look, that pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, but look, hey, but look, I know. Hey, but, but shortly, but you were there every day. Yeah, I was there. Okay, that was about what yeah. two years before. Was what that was in what ninety two. Ninety two. Mm-hmm. So in ninety two, yeah. Then after that, they went eight and eight. Yeah, yeah, because they had what three starters out with major injuries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it was yeah. one of those seasons where you know, like you said, going to Miami Arena, it was almost. I enjoyed it because, like I said, I had second row seats right behind the commentators. We had a great time. A group of us would jump on the referees. We were talking about Valentine was back, oh. still still out there refing. You know, I mean, oh, man, it's man. like how is that guy still doing this stuff? And he's you still, know, did is that the black guy? Yeah, yeah, big, you know, stiff leg with the fade. With the fade? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the he one ref, that he ref me a couple. Yeah, he's he the one that laugh yeah. at you and shake your hand before the game, yeah. and as soon as the ball go up, he just changes on you. He just turn no more. Like, bro, we were just cool. Now, yeah, What's going on? Yeah. So, Jack, I, I was thinking there was a yeah. game. Was it Ohio State? Yeah. Where they threw you out of the game or there was yeah. something that, I mean, because uh, I still. You don't know what happened in that game, huh? Well, I, rem- I remember something happened. Of course, it was Ohio State because we have mm-hmm. this bitter hate for Ohio State after the 2002 yeah. fiasco and the Fiesta yeah, Bowl. definitely. But it was like you got screwed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I definitely got screwed. I mean, I will say that I. I created a I created a new rule that day. I'm gonna bring it up. So well, Miami's start, good for creating their yeah, rules out there. It was a new rule that was happening that day with me. So that whole like leading up to that, I lost my grandfather, um, and my grandfather died at 75. Was I don't know if he's 75 or 76. So like I had a bunch of adrenaline. Like I had something. I was like, I, I'm this the rest of this season. This is for my grandfather. It's my dad's dad. His name's Jack. Jack Senior. My dad's Jack Junior. And I'm Jack the Third. So I felt like you know, this is something that's going to continue to. Obviously, I had motivation for other things, but, like, when my grandfather died in the ACC Big Ten Challenge coming up at that time, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to get 76 points for my grandfather on uh, for the ACC Big Ten Challenge. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I can, I'm going to really, like, go out here. Like, to get into that space mentally, you, your adrenaline is, like, mm-hmm. on another fucking level. Like, I was so tapped in and ready that game. Like, before the game, I was – I'm always laser focused. Like, this game, it was different. I came out, I had 12 in like three minutes. Right. You so, like, I was, on, I was on track to get that. But, like like you said, it, when your adrenaline is gone and, like, I remember I was in triple threat. I was by Ohio State bench on the wing. And they had just uh, uh, checked this dude in, Anthony Crater. I remember his name. He wasn't a starter, but I was cooking them, boys. So, they, you know, they brought somebody in with a lot of energy. I'm in triple threat. And he swipes for the ball, but he doesn't hit no ball. He slaps my whole face. Right. So my first reaction was like, so like if you watch the video, like as soon as he hit me, like my hands got the ball, I'm like, kind of like swiped to get him, get him out of my face, and I like made contact with his face, and then he like he started holding his face on the ground and all this. I run down court. It was a, they they missed. I think, oh he fell and I shot the three and made it. So then I came down court and then Thad Mata jumped on the court. Was like, he smacked my player. He can't do that. And they went to the instant replay. Mind you, there was never an instant replay right. in college basketball back then where you can go look at a play that happened in previous possession. Right. On that day, I guess instant replay 
for college basketball happening because you shouldn't be able to go to the replay to kick a guy out of the game because a guy is on the ground holding his face. Right. Because he slapped me first. Right, exactly. So, I mean, that's what I happened. Mean, that, we got pretty loud after yeah, that. Yeah, my adrenaline we, we was pumped think, up, yeah, and I really was, was trying to get 75, 76 for my grandfather's death. I was at 12 for like three minutes, slapped the dude, shot the jumper. They checked the instant replay, and they were like, oh, he's ejected. I'm like, damn. It's yeah. messed up. I hate Ohio. I still hate Ohio State. <laughs> I remember when we played them in basketball, I was like, we have got to beat these guys. Did y'all beat them? Yeah, we beat them twice. Okay. We beat them to go to the Sweet 16, but the crazy part about it is we beat them in 99 in the Orange Bowl Classic. Okay. And they turned around and went to the Final Four. Really? The Final Four, that's the year UConn won. Who beat. did they have? They had Jimmy Jackson back then? or had No, no, no. The, uh, I'm not that old. Oh, you're not that old? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw Jimmy Jackson last night, so I was like, I'm trying to see, like, okay, was he there? Okay, got it, got it, got it. Got no, they it. had uh, Scooney Penn. Oh, Scooney Penn. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Michael Rigg, because okay. Scooney Penn was a transfer from Boston College. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, um, that year, UConn won the national champion. They beat Duke that mm-hmm. year when they had Elton Brand and all those guys. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was Michigan State, Duke, Ohio State, and UConn. Mm-hmm. And we were sick because we had beat UConn and Ohio, State. and Ohio State in the regular season. And then we lost to Purdue, and we shot like 18% in the first from three half. three or from everywhere? From everywhere. everywhere from yeah. the court in the first half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we was, was, that game in, was that the game in Boston? That was the game in Boston. Yeah, I was at that game. Who did Purdue have? Who was their player? It was uh, what they had. It wasn't, I mean, Brian Cardinal. He got drafted by the oh, Bulls. Oh, yeah, I remember Brian Cardinal. Yeah, him. Uh, but he was. Energy. Uh, he was a lot of energy. Yeah. It was just. He was it, working it, you. Keep it real. Hold on. Don't try, to, don't try to skip over this question. Was he working you? Keep it real. Oh, no. I wasn't even guarding him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't your man, huh? <laughs> no, no. I mean, because they, they tried to put him on Tim to kind of kind of flush the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that game, I think Tim has some back issues, but, you know. I said, we shot 18%. I mean, we weren't hitting anything. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I'm telling you, I don't think we were just hitting with the rim. No nets <laughs> or nothing. Rim. <laughs> we were just, just the rim. It, it, was, it, it was ugly. Yeah. yeah, and we battled back, but, you know, it was just, you know, just right there. It was just too much for, for us to overcome. Yeah. I mean, that was crazy. I mean, now I'll tell you this right now. My four years, I didn't let any center. I know I know the two centers that scored double figures against me. Two. No, only two. two. Uh, one was, was J.R. Henderson. Uh, we played a lot of zone for UCLA. Okay. In the NCAA tournament. He had 27. Mm. And I was just like, we played a lot of zone that game, but I, just, I never gave up double figures. And the other one was. Uh, <laughs> this is funny here, guys. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, that 27 boy just yeah. stick out. You feel that? Yeah. <laughs> you feel it? <laughs> and yeah, we was in zone. I don't really play yeah, that, but yeah, we, we, yeah, we, was, we played some zone. We played some man because Tim and I both fouled out, but he uh, okay. finished with 27. Mm-hmm. Brandon Kurtz had 20 okay. uh, from Tulsa, my last game. Okay. And I know that one hurt too. A twenty piece in the last game ever, man. Said, but you know the thing about it was the game was close towards the end. And they ran the same. You know, you know how you see yourself messing up in yeah. slow motion, and they doing the same. And thing. And you can't stop it. Yeah, it was one of the last plays. You know, um, you know, you come. You know, it's a regular inbound. It's a home run play. Yep. And my job, and I, and I, you know, when I court, and I press, I fake up, and I just take off. You know, I go back. You know, what I'm saying I'm the safety valve guy. I'm the mm-hmm. bad guy. I don't know what I was thinking because we were down. I'm amp. I run all the way up the court with my man, and they just threw the ball over John's head. So the guy he faked the screen and took off running. Damn. I was supposed to have been back, and I'm saying, I'm like, the game had gotten close. We had gotten the game back with like four points, something mm. like that. So it was and, a slow motion, huh? Yeah, I'm just like this. That's supposed to be me. Like, Boy, I, I just blew that shit. Yeah. I blew it. I hope <laughs> I missed the layup or something. I missed the catch. <laughs> because as soon as he took off running, John looked at me, and John was like, you're not supposed to be here. I'm like, 
I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be up here. I'm supposed to be back there intercepting the ball. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here watching it. I mean, I know that wasn't the play that killed us, but I mean, it was just it, it was just a wide open and in that Tulsa game. Yeah. I just keep replaying that play. I just the only thing that I can remember. It's <laughs> <laughs> the long pass. That's funny. I just like running up, just like. But I think that's something people have to remember out there. You know, all our fans want to blame a coach or whatever. They don't realize that in the moment, like you say, you zone out or you're thinking one thing and something else happens. Right. And you've run the plays. A, you know what you're year, supposed to do. I'm a four-year senior. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a four-year starting senior. senior mm-hmm. And you don't expect this bonehead to play that. <laughs> by, by, you know what I'm saying? By me. Maybe somebody, you know what I'm saying, a sophomore or freshman. Yeah, facts. But not not one of your, you know what I'm saying, when you lead it, I'm team captain. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm running up doing the, the absolute dumbest thing I can do. No, I got no business in no the front business. court. No business, <laughs> no business in the front court. I, I should not be here at I all. I should not. There was nothing in anyone I pressed that has me in the front court. <laughs> no, not one. But that just shows you in the moment. It just sometimes, right. can, sometimes just I don't I don't want to say it's blank. You blank out, but you're so in you, that competitive spirit, and you just you, you dial you, you dialed in. Yeah, you and dialed then, in, and then you like, I miss my assignment. Yep. Yeah, but when you played, how many perfect games did you have? I mean, were there games you go back and you break down the film and you go, I missed that one, I should have done that? You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very hard at any any of the sports to say, other than bowling, how do you have a perfect game? Well, I mean, it depends on who's who breaking down the film. Well, that could be true, too, yeah. <laughs> if you're breaking it down, I had a perfect game, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fact, I had 39, hey, I had 38. Tim, it was your fault, <laughs> yeah. and over here was his fault. Right. Yeah, you know, I'm a little biased when I do it. But, yeah, exactly. yeah I mean, but, you know, you know, you go, you know, film session, you know how it is. Everything you know, get broke down. You see stuff, you're like, damn. I, hope they you, I remember sometimes in the film show, I used to be like, damn, I hope they do not show the play where the dude caught on me back door and I was asleep. Because, you know what I mean? You know the plays that you messed up on. So lo and behold, it's always they always got it. Yeah, on film and, and it translates everywhere. Cause I tell you, uh, I I, uh, I was talking about this to to one of my buddies yesterday in the game the other night that Boston beat uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. when um, what's the guy Tatum mm-hmm. when he back cut mm-hmm. on that last oh, play. That was crazy. KD yeah. was sleep a little bit. KD was just and then when when he caught the ball and did the spin move, then KD breaks down into a defensive. But look, I was gonna say <laughs> that <laughs> catch and the spin at the same time was, was very impressive. Yes. It looked like it was just all oh, catch. No, we know better. Yeah, to be able to do that in that moment, because yeah. if he didn't spin, he wouldn't have been able to got that. Right, later. because he would. They would probably would have called an offensive also, foul. Offensive if, foul, exactly. Yeah, that's probably would have called it because yeah. all you had to do was foul, and they exactly. would have called off. But yeah, he sat there and spin. I was like, and you know, people can't do that just on the dime, catch the ball and spin in that moment like that. Exactly. That's just right like that. Connection. You know what I'm saying? Like not thinking in the zone. But kind of autonomic, but kind of like you though. You know, you can't, when you catch the ball, sometimes you just let it fly. You can, like Steph Curry, you can just walk down the court because you just know it's. I mean, right. when Jack, yeah. I mean, you almost thought it almost every time it was going in. Really? I mean, he always yeah. felt confident. I know he felt confident that he could do it. He, you mad, know? he, he mad when he misses. You like, well, you know, what, what, like it's something wrong with the rim. Somebody move the rim. You know, as a, <laughs> as a fan, I go because. You know, basketball, the hoop's 10 feet. The, yep. I mean, the cylinders all. I mean, it's like the same. And you, you, like you said, 18%, you're going, how can a team shoot 18%? You practice all week, all year. You're shooting baskets. Last week you were shooting 58%. How do you how – how, how does that even happen? You know, just – Right. You know, we just want to – I mean, because frankly, the game before that, Johnny had just hit nine threes. Oh, so you're going next game like buddy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yeah. John was like nine for twelve, you know, in the first round, you know, the game before, and you know, we turned around. Somebody as a team shot eighteen percent, because like, you know, when I'm watching you, because I'm like, I'm like, boy, I said, boy, he remind me of Johnny, because you know, I turn around, you know, me and Johnny, Johnny be in the room. I said, Johnny makes you a question. I said, Johnny, 
he get tired of shooting. Like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Must be in that Baltimore water or something. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. He's about Johnny never saw a shot he didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> me either. I don't think I, I don't think I've seen too many shots. But the thing about me, like, you know, when I was in school, I was making a thousand jumpers a day. Making, not shooting, making a thousand a day. So when you start to sh- like I would wake up in the morning, maybe make 150, 200. And then, especially my senior, only had a couple classes, so I had more time to just mm-hmm. be in the gym. And then at, late at night, I would be in the gym. So, like, I guess that repetition and seeing the ball go in and, like, you know, I used to do this drill where you shoot uh, uh, NBA three-pointer, college three-pointer, one drill pull-up, and a layup. So the NBA three is four, college three is three, the layup, the one dribble pull-up is two, and the layup is one. So you get 50 points from five spots. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I'm getting 50 in that drill, I'm making every shot, I don't think – when I go to the game, like, oh, I just did that drill last night. I just made every one. There's no way I'm going to miss two shots in a row. Or there's no way I'm going to miss three shots in a row. I could tur- close my eyes. I just feel like it's going to like go. muscle memory? It's muscle memory. You? Just like you said, mm-hmm. you, when you miss, it's also muscle memory. It's mental. Like, if you're missing and you're not making, it's your energy and your mind's like, damn, I'm missing. And you're going to continue to miss. It's hard to turn the switch on when you're missing. Sometimes It's, it's a lot easier to keep the switch on when you're making right. than when you're missing. Yeah, well, because your mind like, starts beating you up yeah, too, right? Exactly. So Maybe it's like you're like, oh, did I shift I, a little bit? Exactly. You over here trying to make a little tweak instead of just, you know, what I'm saying just keep doing. You know, like I said, a lot of times you got to get a layup, get a free throw. You got to get, you, you got to see the ball go in 100%. before you can. But it's like anything in life. Sometimes yeah. it could be just a shitty day. It could be a bad, a bad day. Yeah, and it, but it, it's frustrating when the whole team's shooting eighteen percent. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. I mean, that's like oh, so <laughs> it's, okay, the whole, yeah, it's different. whole team. Yeah, the whole team it. shot eighteen percent. You know, Coach Hamlin say, look, he he normally goes back and watch the film. He said, look, I, I I've never watched. Yeah, that I'm game. not watching it. <laughs> I don't want a nightmare. <laughs> he said, I never watched that game. I was like, I don't want to see it either. Well, and you've seen that, or you heard it from coaches from. Football, basketball, baseball, you know, coach, we're not even going to watch the film. It was just something we we know we practice better all week long. We, we don't do this as normal. That game was just something we're not going to go back and look at. Yeah, sometimes yeah, sometimes you just had those games. Now, granted, now I'm happy I didn't have, you know, that many games where we, you know, to right. you had to go in because usually if you had those kind of games, practice is going to be brutal. You know, you're going to come that's in. A good, go, that's a good – so, so when you had games like that, did they ramp you guys up make you work harder or mm-hmm. – I was I, I honestly I was telling um who was I telling I was telling I was talking with, with uh, Coach Jones um a couple weeks ago and uh, I was you know I was telling him I said I don't know if you remember this it was a point our senior year because and you know we kept start we kept like winning the game losing the game we didn't have a real good start my senior year and so I believe it was the game I said it was Seton Hall we were on the road regular day of practice you know we getting ready for practice as soon as we started practice. All the coaches were on us the entire practice, ripping and running. No, you got to catch your turn. You got to be strong. I mean, the whole practice was just relentless, relentless, relentless. And we turned around and looked and said, uh, I, didn't, I didn't notice it until Vernon said something to me. And me, Vernon, and Johnny, we were just standing at half court, and we just turned around and looked. Everybody else on the team was down there holding it short. They were just exhausted because right. coach was just on us and on us and on us. And, you know, we were just standing up because, you know, you know we, we we used to this. You know, we've had these long three-hour practices, defense, and, you know. <laughs> so, you know we, yeah, we, yeah, we you know we've been through this. But when that translated, and I think at that point in time, we didn't take enough ownership. Myself, Johnny, and Vern, Vernon, uh, Vernon, you know, we didn't really pay attention to the other guys because we knew we were ready to play, mm-hmm. but we needed everybody. Yep. And so, you know, when we played the next game, 
I mean, these guys were out in the passing lanes, getting deflections, you know, back playing the defensive game that we did, you know, since that we can play because we had given up 36, 38 points to a point guard in Memphis. You know, we don't let people get off on us like that. You know, and, you know, we got back and then our season turned around because, you know, we start playing defense first. You know, it's a, yeah, it's an ugly game. Yeah, we won. won well, that's that kind of like this past season. You know, we yeah. play Alabama. We play them pretty close in the first half, and they blow us away in the second half. I mean, they they blew the doors off us. And, and that that's a lot of the guys talking about that was a point where they kind of said what you did. They kind of looked around at one another and said, dude, I got you. You got me. You know, we got to stand up for one another. You got to hold yeah. each other. And that's what you said, like, like leadership. You know what I mean? I think it starts at the top. Like, I'm sure. I mean, I wasn't in those practices when they lost those games, but I'm sure I was talking to uh, Cam Augusti. I, I mean, I probably talked to him every day before a game this year, but he was telling me, I can't remember what game after, it might have been the Alabama game. He said, yo, after uh, that game we lost, the whole team got together mm-hmm. and we talked about, he, it was no coaches involved. And right. they had like a sit down and like, yo, we can't, we can't be out here looking like this, getting yeah. our ass bust. And he said from that meeting that the team had after the loss, this whole season turned around. So, I mean, that's, I think, accountability and I think player accountability. Because yeah. there's one thing if a coach tells you something, but, like, if your mm-hmm. teammates, it's like, yo, look, I know I fucked up a little bit, but you you, you fucked you, up too. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we need to, we need to pick it up. Yeah, so. but sometimes that's, I mean, that's really how you handle a lot of things, you know, without the coaches being in the room. 100%. I mean, because you get the coach in there and, you know, some people don't want to talk out of line. Exactly. You know, say, so you know, look, no, no, this is just us. You yep. know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. Coach ain't shooting the jumping for us. He ain't setting up one yeah, of these damn exactly, screens. Exactly. He's Coach. putting you on the court with a certain plan, but you've got to execute it. Execute and, it. It, and if you think you're better than the guy next to you or vice versa, it, it translates into problems usually. Because you've got a that forty minute game, you gotta to be together. Right. Because you know, with you know, coming up you know, with Coach Hamilton as a freshman, if you're not playing defense Right. He was all you, about the D. Yeah. You're not you're not gonna see you're not gonna <laughs> see playing time. Yeah. Because, you know, when you come in, you got to play the defense because, like, you know, even Johnny and Vernon, you come in, you coming in, you guarding the, you guarding the best guy on the other team. Yeah. You coming in for however long you can play hard. That's what, you know, that's what your goal is. You got to come in and play. So Johnny had to guard the best player on the team? And we first started out, yeah. I mean, because yeah, as it translated. to me because I – Well, see, as it as – I was it, not playing. I yeah, need yeah, my yeah, energy on yeah, offense. Yeah. Look, I'm playing – I'm probably playing the worst player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I got to run off these screens. So yeah. I'm like, look, then look, Jack, you got number 96. But you know what you gotta do on offense. But yeah. Yeah, for, I guess it was different from. I don't yeah. know. Every team is different. But well, when it first did, we no, no problem. Like yeah. that. No, we first started as freshmen. Yeah, Johnny. We, oh, it's a freshman. Okay, we, we yeah. Freshman when he coming in, but then as we got older, yeah, John Sammons came in. Okay, so he was and then up. you know John and John Sammons, you know he wanted PT, so you had to play the defense. Got it. You had to play so the defense. So now you know John long arms, yep. quick man. So you know John was. You know, he was dialed in. 100%, 100%. You know, we like, oh, my goodness. We're like, John is all over this guy. Because I remember the game against uh, was with Michael Red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, John, well, I'm like, boy, y'all can wear the same pair of shorts. <laughs> he was on him that, that crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, as you start playing together and gelling together, then you turn around, you know, we, you know, we call it, you know, Green, we say six instead six. instead of you know yelling Scre- switch. Okay, because you know how they get in the loud arenas. Yeah, you can't, you, you can't know what's going on. You can, sometimes you six gotta, a lot easier to say than switch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> six, <laughs> you're too hey, especially if you're tired. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you, you know, because you got to find a way to cut it off. Yeah, and you know, you, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm looking around, but look, you know, I got to get Johnny room to get through, and sometimes yep. you know, come together, you know, six it. But you know, as we got older, yeah, I mean, but they switched so much, you know, it really didn't even matter because yeah. you know, Johnny, I'll tell you, I say Johnny run on batteries. Because mm. by the you know, by the time I seen you, Johnny and Vernon, they played 40 minutes a whole lot of games. Oh, really? Whole yeah. Game. 
Yeah, they run on you know they run on Barry John. You mm-hmm. see Johnny, you know, he his facial expression won't even change. Same same facial. <laughs> yeah, you know right. he 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 dead dog tired. You'll never know it. His never face, know. He, face expression never change. Yeah. But you yeah, know, you true. catch that ball, you know y'all get a burst of energy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when that ball gets you, you can be dead tired. You touch that ball, boy, you be like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't so tired. <laughs> then you run back on defense, like woo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I would say, but, but like but, when you get into the tournament, like hey, yeah. like like AC tournament, where you're playing every day. If you've got to play three or four games, I mean, your legs, your arms, do they get? I mean, it's oh, tough yeah. to do that. I mean, because yeah. you're not built. I mean, you don't practice that way during the season or, or play games every day, you know. So yeah. it seems like you always see these teams, especially the ones that have to play that three or four games to get to that final, that they just don't have anything left at the, at the last game. I definitely think now, like with technology and all these like niche, like Normatex and recoveries and right. all that, there's a there's lot, a lot more technology t- for faster recovery. You, yeah. So I would say like, I'm sure when you guys play, you probably just ice bath, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And we still yeah. did that, but there's a lot more technology right. now mm-hmm. that I'm sure guys can come back and play, you know, at an ultimate level. But like, I guess when we play, it's just really about like, just tell you, go you know, get your rest. You know, you do the ice bath, but you know, I ain't really like ice baths. I was not like an ice bath. I used to hate that. I couldn't get in that bath from normal in five, ten seconds. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess my question: Which one did you all have? You, y- y'all had the pool by then, right? Yeah. We, so we had the we had the like little tall one, look kind of pretty tall. You jump in the, the pool, like y'all had the little the little little circle silver tank. Yeah, the, the little thing. tank. Yeah, yeah, we had that joint. Oh, okay, y'all still had that. Yeah, we you know, I, you know, I, I walked in the training room the other day. They got you know little swimming pools in there. Oh, they got swimming pools and all yeah, that. Yeah, they got the the hot one, the cold one. I was like, look, oh, we, we ain't had that. Yeah, we gotta get in this little tin bathtub. Yeah, you yeah, know, they had had the ice machine. Yeah, put the ice in there exactly. Yeah. Getting chills just thinking of that, you know? It's like, yeah, that was the worst. But yeah, yeah. I think it's more recovery, man. It's just more like, and also the tournament, there's more adrenaline because, you know, this could, if you're not making a tournament, this could potentially right. be your last, yeah, could be your last, your last game. So, I mean, sometimes the adrenaline takes over. But yeah, I think definitely recovery, staying hydrated and stuff is, is very crucial. And you do run into like, you know, game two. Well, obviously, you know, I was AC, so we didn't. We only won a couple games. You know, we didn't go too far. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we didn't really have to worry about that third yeah, game. Yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah. You know, we didn't either. I mean, because for so many years, we would lose that first game because we had yeah. to play Georgetown. Oh, yeah. And then we finally beat Georgetown. Then the next two years, we ran against St. John's. Mm-hmm. I'm just, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I'm just like, wow. And then we had to, I seen you in the garden. We had the St. The St. John's game, you know, one, we had a guy, I, I fouled him. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I went, I, I went over to help. I thought Boosie Thorne was coming down the lane. Boosie, another Baltimore guy. Yeah, I thought he was coming down the lane, so I jumped in to help. Anthony Grant ran behind, uh, cut in behind me. I just went and grabbed the ball from him, and the referee called a foul. Now, he shoots like 50% from the free throw line. Both Except when you fouled him, right? Right. <laughs> I, I, I go over to uh, Mike Jarvis. He said, he said, Mario, you fouled the right guy. <laughs> Before he shot the free throws. Before he, he shot the free throws, that's what Mike Jarvis said. Yeah. And then he goes, I'm talking about doesn't even hit the rim. I said, oh, now, what, are the, what are the chances of this happening? I mean, now, granted, now, Leroy Hurd was a freshman, so we put him in a, you know, I they fouled him. Mm-hmm. He had a one and one there. He had a chance to, you know, to put us where we need to be the championship game. But oh, yeah. so y'all was in the championship, Big East championship? No, we uh we won that game. We wouldn't went to the Big East oh, championship. Okay, we was always, it. you know, we was all that last game, that semifinal mm-hmm. game. And, yeah, I know. remember we we I don't think we ever made it to the semi. We always just but the first round, second round out. You know, but you know, but right, then the, the Big East was a you know was a beast. Was a different beast back then. I mean, because sure. I mean, just like you said, like you just slapped the guy. They went and looked at the video. I remember in, in the uh, Big East tournament, a uh, guy from uh, Providence Hollow. I mean, just punched the dude right in the face. And then what happened? He got a check. That's what I'm saying. I Play ball. <laughs> I, I should have got a check. That's what. That's what we thought you should have got too. Yeah. I mean, it, it just to throw you out. It wasn't a. 
It wasn't like you walked up to him yeah, after the play. Yeah, it wasn't crazy. It I mean, was like, it was really, basically a graze kind yeah, of It a still graze. bothers me to this day. But he acted, you know, his well, he, acting he, he, was his acting, yeah, his acting think, was probably pretty good. Oh, no, it was yeah. it, it was like, he should have he won an award for that. <laughs> no, seriously, the way he did it, it was crazy. And he probably did at the team banquet. He probably got an Academy Award. Pro- and he got he transferred you know? a year, that year, after that year. So, I mean, he wasn't a great player, just a guy they put in to, you know. Yeah, they put an antagonizer. Yep, yep. Yeah, you know, yeah. It worked. That's happened. It definitely worked. It definitely worked. I mean, you hate those guys. I mean, like it. every like everybody hates Patrick Beverly until he's on your team. Exactly. <laughs> everybody <laughs> hate him. So I'm gonna tell you a funny Patrick Beverly story. When I was a uh, senior college, they used to have the LeBron James All American. That was like when LeBron James first did his camp. It was in 2009, and like the top 60 players who they think potentially will get drafted, he invited yeah. everybody to the camp. So I, I was th- lucky enough to be one of those guys. Mm-hmm. So I go to LeBron camp. It's like everybody's there. Pat Beverly, DeMar DeRozan, Steph Curry. You know, they're all, all the top players in the country, right? So also they Chris Paul, LeBron, all of them come back to play pick up with the guys because it's an acronym. You know, they come yeah. back and play. So, you know, you get fives. You all get a chance to play. And Pat Beverly, they were playing. And Pat Beverly was playing LeBron and CP. Pat was guarding LeBron. Now, I remember – he was picking Braun up full court, saying, you can't shoot, you sorry. He was doing all that stuff that he does now yeah. when he was in college playing against yeah. LeBron James, saying, LeBron, you shoot that. Yeah, yeah, like pushing him. I'm like, yo, this dude is fucking crazy. It's LeBron James. And you're, like, Pat Beverly wasn't like this, like, you know, he was a, good, he was a great yeah. player, but he wasn't like somebody you're thinking, like, he's going to go league lottery. But when I saw him do that, I'm not surprised by what he's doing now because like I said, in college, coming to LeBron James camp, playing pickup with LeBron, who's you know MVP, he's telling him he's sorry, you can't shoot, you can't even score on me. I'm like, bro, this is LeBron James, but that's what gets him going. It's like, yeah, you would hate to not have him on your team. You'd hate to play against him. Like I'm sure LeBron was like, yo, who is this kid? But when he's on your team, it's like, yo, I love that. Let, let me ask you this though. Yeah. Now, now when you like when you go to that camp, you yeah. know, you know, you see all this going around here. Yeah. You know, what's, what's your mental psyche like? You know, when you go in, you just like. Wow, this is yeah. Once again, my mental psyche is like you said. When I was, I, I was a guy that had no high school scholarships <laughs> to at the, yeah. the you know the top Nike camp in the world at the in at the moment that LeBron James camp was the best camp, right? And you know, for me, it was just like, yo, that's 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 the dude from USC. That's the dude, James Harden from Arizona State. That's Steph Curry. It was really like a. It was oh, honestly, it was an awakening moment for me that let me know that I could hang with the big dogs. You know, I. I can mm-hmm. hang with the big dogs now because there's a reason why I'm here. So it, it definitely gave me a boost of confidence, but it was also like, I don't want to say like a dream come true because it was just like one of those things where like, damn, this is LeBron James and CP right here. Right. LeBron knows me. Yo, Jack, you was nice. You good. Mind me, man. Keep doing your thing. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, LeBron knows me. Well, you know LeBron. You know he has I, Exactly. I, I, yeah, he watches he know, a lot he of basketball. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he watches a lot of it because, I mean, just like uh, when I was at, you know, at camp, you know, we had the NBA camp. Yep. And Johnny was my roommate at the NBA camp. Again. Again. Wow. <laughs> Did y'all were you, so you weren't already committed to Miami yet, were you? Or this or was this after well, Miami? this was after Miami. Okay, okay, got it, got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, so uh, we went to NBA camp and you know, you go, you know, you walk into the arena, you know, you see everybody in there. 100%. And Johnny and I, we, we weren't on the same team. Okay. But my team, I had all big East guys. Uh, all big East, yeah. All big East guys. I was like, really? <laughs> I can't with these dudes out of battle with all season. Right. You know, we you know, we you know, we over having a good time or whatever, but you turn around and look and then, you know, you turn around and look like you said, that's LeBron James. I walk up, you know, I'm like, I'm sitting on the bench. I'm like, yo, that's Michael Jordan right there. You know, he's sitting there talking to Kevin McHale. Oh, really? And I'm like, yo. Did you say what I was on? 
No, he was upstairs. Oh, so okay, I, didn't get, I didn't get a chance. You know, it's funny. We talk about when Leonard left. Yeah. Okay, there was this thing where Mike was supposed to come back as part of this deal or thing where he was going to come back and meet and greet the boosters and stuff like that. At you know? Miami? In Miami. Because oh, well, Leonard Hamilton knows Michael Jordan? He well, he, well, Michael Michael got him to go to, to coach Washington. the Wizards. Yeah, after I left, uh, oh. him took a job with, uh, with the so, Washington Wizards. So we as boosters are still waiting for that for visit. To show up. <laughs> <laughs> right, they gonna have, Michael, they gonna, you owe us, buddy. They're going to set up for DJ Khaled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. No, you team Jordan. So, hey. Hey, Khaled, if you listen to this, man, we might need you for some recruits. Pull up. Yeah, that'd be nice, right? Hey, this the city for we know, like, we know everybody's here. Well, you know, everybody. we, go back to, we had some of those games where you had LeBron and, and Dwayne and stuff at the game. And, you right. know, everybody would get fired up in the arena was full in energy and and look i know from a fan standpoint but i know you guys as players when that arena is full and it's loud and proud it gets the juices flowing too doesn't 100%. it oh 100%. yeah definitely especially you know the miami arena that you mean like that yukon game i mean i ain't nothing like it you know you turn around and you know i got you know i was jumped jacked up like you know you get two fouls in the first minute so you got to sit yeah, down yeah, you know, like damn and then they start pressing. We go down 15. Coach is like, oh, no. you. <laughs> He's like, in, like, like, look, you got to be careful, but you, you know, you got to come back in. Exactly. And then, you know, we you know, we bridge the gap. We come back. You know, I think we even took the lead in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, all right, Mario, you got to go sit down before you get that third five. Like, you, know, you, 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 you get a little loose out here. You get a little loose, bro. I, I mean, but, you know, just the energy. Yeah. You know, when you you know how it is. You know, you come in. And, and but I'm telling you, but for me, nothing made me feel better when you're on the road and everybody's yelling. And you just drop a jumper or something, and they just, just shut up. Quiet. Yeah, I yeah. I'm talking about that is that is that is. I used to live for that. Best feeling ever. <laughs> you, just, you know, so <laughs> I, I did that once. It came back and bite me in the ass. Oh, like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I did that once in Madison Square Garden because <laughs> I got fouled. I, I got fouled. Uh, it was that same play against, against St. John's. There's a whole sequence of events. Yeah. I got fouled. I went to the free throw line. Everybody's yelling, boo. I'm yeah. like, dude, look, I shoot 78% from the free throw. They're like, look, this is good. I don't miss free throws down the stretch. Yeah. I'm like, this is money time. Yeah. Knock down the free throws. And I'm like, everybody, I'm like, and Coach Jones come up to me, what you doing? I'm like, I'm telling him, shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. That's what You missed the second one, huh? No, I made both oh, of them. Oh, you made both of them, okay. That's when we come down and that whole little fiasco went. Oh, and when okay. I, you know, saying, I mean, it was like, did you foul him? I was like, look, I grabbed the ball. I grabbed the ball, yeah, yeah. Know, we, 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 we are in New York, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are in Miami, and we usually don't get any home cooking even at home. Yeah, exactly. you know what I'm saying? It was like, when does the cooking start? You know, where's exactly. the chef? Exactly. You know, to this day, I still go to our arena and go, isn't there such thing as home cooking? Because I've never seen it here. Or, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so it's, much to do here, man. That's the, that's the only thing about Miami. It's just so much to do in Miami. And like, you got the heat, you got the Dolphins, you got – it's just a lot of stuff that, especially if you went out the, the day before, like students ain't going to come because they went yeah, out. But, but you know see, what I mean? You know, I, I hear that all the time, yeah, and it yeah, bothers yeah. me because yeah. if, if my team is the Miami Hurricane basketball, football, baseball, or if it's the Miami Heat, then I either commit to being at those games. You know, and football's probably different than even basketball because there's 18 games or whatever it is. But football, you're talking six Saturdays. So if you want to go boating, you go on Sunday. You want to play golf, play on Friday. So, you know, when you go to some of these smaller towns, like, you know, like I said, I was in Athens, Georgia. Well, you don't think they have something to do? Yeah, maybe it's not the same thing we do here, but they got golf, they got boating, they got fishing, hunting. So if that's what they want to do. But their choice is, that's my team, that's my school, I'm going to be there on Saturday. I'm going to tailgate, have a great day, and watch my team. So we use that. Yes, there's a lot to do in South Florida. But most people you know don't boat, golf, 
club all yeah, the sure. same weekend. Most Very of them true. don't, okay? Right. But if your team's playing, you know, or like now, the Heat's in the, the playoffs. Everybody's wanting to go to the Heat game now. Where were they two months ago, three months ago, yeah. a year ago? You know, so it's – I just think that that's an excuse more than anything else because if you want to be there, you're going to be there. So you can say, for, you know, all the hurricanes, it's perfectly acceptable to show up to a game if you got a little hangover. Yeah, so we, we accept that. And we can even start one there, <laughs> right? Right. You can, you know, yeah. Or finish one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Finish your hangover after the game. Just but, show up. But, but, you know, we talked about it. When that Connecticut game, or, you know, you've seen the game, when the arena's full, you kind of get jealous saying, why can't it be like that nine out of ten games? Yeah. You know? And at the same time, that goes back to what we were saying. You know, we were talking about why do you come to Miami? Why not? When you go to those Duke and Carolina, you see on TV, those stadiums are always full. Yep. Whether, whether they good or whether they suck. Yep. They always people there. are always there. I mean, you get people playing, you know, playing above themselves because, yep. you know, because the of the adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And, and that's used against Miami recruiting. Yeah. Right. You turn yep. around. That's what nobody comes to the game. I mean, I guarantee you, when you were at the Miami Arena playing, every coach that was trying to get a kid to stay away from Miami, use that picture of one of those games where there was nobody there. Yeah. And they do the same thing for football. 100%. Yeah, and you go in because you, you know, you go in and say, well, no, nobody's at the games. Well, pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> you I mean, know? look, there were games. Last season was pretty good. I, I will give a shout-out to the students. But there's been seasons there's no students there, okay? And they mm -hmm. that, they built the arena on campus. It wasn't like when you had to get on a metro rail and go, go down, down to the, the Miami boat. Arena, okay? Yeah, so, go, down, go down to the Orange so, Bowl. So <laughs> what do you think they do? Do you think they – you know, maybe get sponsored where you come to the game, you get a free Chick Fil A sandwich. Like, what do you? What, they, is, what is it, Jack? They, they gave. Do, they've done everything. They've now. they've had the pizza giveaways. Yeah, they've had the. I mean, FIU was amp that shit up. Like, you got even more. Cinema. Listen, FIU did that with iPads for really? students. If they went to like all five games, they got an iPad or something because like, they couldn't get the students to go there. But I mean, it, it's always been an issue at Miami to get yeah. people there. But when you get that student section full. There's an energy level that yeah. rises, okay? Yeah. And that helps because, look, we complain all the time. We've got older gentlemen or women that sit on their hands and they don't get up and clap when it's time to clap or make yep. noise yep. or sometimes you get the PA announcement making the wrong statement at the wrong, you know, the last 10 seconds of the game. Putting yep. the, you know, it's it just Miami has just not been as strong in basketball continuously where we've had that fan base, you know? Yep. And it, it's frustrating because – it's a great game, and you you know I, I go back when you were playing. My son was a ball boy back in those days, and you know it, to see him, you know, and realize those guys in the Big East, you know, that went on to play at the next level. We got to see a lot of great players play down here in, in South Florida, and sure. I just think that a lot of people never gave Miami basketball a chance, and I just hate this comment. Well, when they win, we'll go. I said, dude, go and you'll help them win. Yeah, I mean, is is there somebody in charge of getting students? to the game like well, but someone that is actually in that realm of age not like you know what i mean like someone that's a part of the culture of this it, like wh what's that look like i, it, or is I it, cannot yeah. answer it based on the last few years because i've yeah. been a lot disconnected but you know okay. from for the from the time perry clark came to miami until the shapiro scandal happened and yeah. larinaga came and they got rid of all contact with any players booster clubs and yeah. banquets and luncheons and all the things we used to have mm -hmm. I was the president of the above the rim. Mm -hmm. It used to be the top of the key. And we spent a lot of time working with Frank and, and stuff. And Frank would come out of a game or something like that and, and pass out pizza to the students. And there were some of the big games where they'd try to can't get, have a camp out or something like that. But it's just never been consistent enough. And, and yeah, it, it's frustrating because, like you say, Saturday noon game, no one's there. Well, you know, they're at the beach. Well, 
that's your team. Go to the beach on Sunday, you know, or yeah, go to the sure. beach afterwards or something like that. But it really makes a difference from a fan's perspective, and I'm sh- I guarantee you guys will say the same thing. When that arena's full or when there's loud noises from the student section and you see them dress up and, you know, just make for sure. a difference. Because right. when you go on the road, you see that, yeah, and it, sure. it affects you. Yeah, you go on the road, you know, those packed stadiums, you turn around and look, and, you know, you, I'm over here trying to yell something, you know, you, you – you a foot and a half from me. You know you can't hear me because it's just so loud. So loud yeah. Well, you you see the people stand for the whole game, and I stand up one time, and someone's yelling behind me, sit down. Yeah. And that's when we start the game, when everybody's supposed to stand up until you guys score. So you score, you push. I said, dude, I can see you don't come to games very often, do you? Yeah. We might need to do a, like a uh, a walkthrough. Like, hey, guys, we're doing a walkthrough of how to act at a <laughs> Miami game. At the beginning of the game, we all stand up. You got you might you might have to we might have to educate the people again. You know, man. it, it might lazy. be. Right. You know, I mean, you know, might have to, and, you and never the know. Sa- the, the proper game is. etiquette. Yeah, proper <laughs> game <laughs> etiquette. You need to give a pamphlet. Well, you know, they, show they, up to the game. They, they did that with the, five the, minutes before. You they know did what I mean? that with people who hold up the U and do this and go, yeah, dude, wrong. that's wrong. Exactly. You know? that's, and, a, that's the paper field goal. That's yeah, it. exactly, exactly. Definitely the paper field goal. But but with that, my time being there, and I really wish we would have kept that going because I think Larinaga would have really enhanced it and made it even a greater club because when he was. Um, up there in Virginia coaching, he had a club that he had told me about because okay. I spent some time with him yeah. and stuff. But because they – and I'm hoping under the new leadership and being removed from the scandal and stuff years ago that they will open it back up and give us a chance. Because you remember we'd have – the first week we'd have a dinner with the, the boosters. Yeah, for sure. And that was a cool cool. They night, don't do that anymore? Know? No. But they should. Nothing, none of that. Why do, do other schools do it? Other schools do it, yeah. Okay, okay. This is okay. This this is an example of what I'm saying because at the end of the day, right? When you come to college, I always say like, college is about an experience. Right. It's about expanding your network, expanding your mental capacity, expanding these things. So when you go to college, you have to allow athletes to get that experience with the donors and the boosters because I'm sure these donors and these boosters have a lot of experience. And money, and I say, and the reason well, I say this is because you go, you go to school because you want to make, the, you want to go pro and make money, right? But a lot of times, shit, tons of guys they don't make it. But most guys don't make. Most it. guys, but if you have a chance to meet these guys that have their own businesses that are doing things, and you, they can become mentors and become people that could you could lean on to ask questions. Like those are the things that makes well for me. That's what I love to do. Is I'm a relationship type of person. Absolutely. I mean, after games, I, I would, agree. I would stay 100%. after the games and shake everybody's hand. I went all the people that went to the game. I would stay outside. You know, you, you want to see who's on the floor sitting. You know, what I mean, you want to know. I want mm-hmm. people to know who I am or whatever. But like, I think that's crucial for any school to have that because, I, especially now, back then, I don't think people really thought about it. But players are smarter and they're like, oh shit, who's the guy that you know owns well, the business over here? And I'm now with nil, yeah. It becomes to me even more important. Exactly. Because when I sat down and broke bread with you at a table at yep. the banquet or the preseason kickoff dinner that we used to have, um, you got to find out that you guys weren't just a football player, a basketball, exactly. or a baseball player. Exactly. You find out that you have a family that lives in the same town you grew up in, or you have the same interests or something like that. But, you know, they used to call us back in the day, okay, that. They needed us, the boosters in the top of, above the rim and stuff, to hire the kids during the summer to help them out. Yeah. Okay, well, things have changed. But if I sit down and have dinner with you at a banquet or a luncheon or whatever it is, you're saying, man, you know what? I'm going to do an NIL deal. I want to do it I with Jack. You. Yeah, because at the end of the day, the people that are doing the deals, if you don't get to meet the athlete, you don't even know the athlete's personality. You could have I mean, so much in common J- with the kid. Jack, I, even, I yeah. did an autograph session yeah. three weeks ago, and the ones I did the last before COVID and stuff yeah. like that, 
I met the athlete the day he came in for the autograph session. The first Not time like you when you did mine, and I knew you, yeah, okay? The first time I you mean, it, it's so we just don't have that connection. But as a player, you should know who's in the community because, like you said, not everyone's going to do that. Exactly. But if they're asking us to hire kids from the teams yeah. and we've never met them, exactly. how do you do so that? So why do you never think that you? stopped? Why do you think that was – never knew you'd be around. But, so they, but now with the NIL back – okay, um, well, let me make another PSA. We have, we have a new okay, athletic good. director. Okay, good. Okay, so hopefully some of these things, as he gets his 100 days in or yeah. you know, his first year in – that he'll see some of these things and try to open some of them up. Yes, yeah, much needed. Because it, it, I think there's, I mean, I always use an example of a baseball player that was from Chicago. Back in the day, the guy used to call Rag Arm, Gene and Stu would adopt a player every year and have him over for an occasional meal because you could do that. But if I'm the parent of that kid from Chicago and I know that once a month my kid's going to get a home-cooked meal yep. by a family that's going to go to every game and going to say, Great game if he wins, or you'll get him next time if he loses. To me, that's invaluable as well. So I think that there's a lot of different layers of that. There's kids that are homesick that don't have home 100%. cooking or don't have someone to kind of say, hey, look, you'll get that shot next time, Jack. Don't worry about it, okay? 100%. Because now, what I this is what I say, okay, in my years of being around here, if the only way I know a player is from the television set or from that seat in the arena or the stadium, and you miss the shot, you drop the touchdown or whatever, you suck. Okay, but if I sat down and broke <laughs> bread with you, but if I broke bread with you, I met you. Hey, hey keep it real. Yeah, keep it real. But, right, but, right. If I, but if I've met you, you're going, you know what? I know he's I know working hard. I talked to him about it. He's right. going to do better. I, and so I just think we don't we we dehumanize or we make you this. You got to win or else. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. No one's ever won every game. No players ever played and made every shot or scored, you know, hit every pass or whatever it is. So I just think that having those relationships, yeah. one-on-ones, banquets, e- events where you meet them, I think are important. All the other schools are doing it. And other schools do it. All the other schools. Right. right. At some capacity. They're, some capacity. They're, you know what I mean? So I, I mean, you, you, you witnessed those dinners that yeah, we had at the beginning sure. of the season. And for you sure. sat with tables and you met those people that really would go to your game regardless what time it was. Yeah. Regardless who you were playing, and more importantly, what your record was, yeah, they enjoyed was basketball. Back then. I wish NIL was available back then, but I would have been. You would have made some money. Yeah, I wonder if I can like. I'm gonna see if we can do something like that. But you know, it's it, it's. I don't think NIL is anything. I believe there should be some sort of control. I think that there's yeah, some it's crazy. Becoming, it's coming wild, wild west. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah, they sign yeah. with agencies now. You know, sports agents are signing players in right. college. Well, now you can, yeah, you can hire like Rosen, Rosen House or whatever. They can hire you as a marketing firm. Okay, okay. so you're signing them as a marketing. You don't right. sign them as an agency. No, not, you're not an agency. Why well, seen a dude sign to Clutch Sports? Clutch Sports but, is an agency, but, though. But they're they're marketing they're arm marketing of a- Clutch right, Sports, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now they. Well, you so know, now, you're in the marketing arm. You're well, going well, to sign with Clutch. But, but here, but here. Well, the idea is, if you take care of them as a marketing firm, and now them. you're going to go to the league, yep. whichever league that is, yep. you can Their hope them. is that yeah. you're going to c- retain them and carry exactly. on and that stuff, and that's where the big money 100%. can be made for those and they guys. Get the, and they get their, what is, what is it? Is it still four percent standard? Yeah, I don't even know. Something like that. <laughs> Whatever, they always take it in percentage. Well, guys, it's been more than great. Yeah, I mean, amazing. just catching up and talking about good old times. I mean, because, you know, I've, I've never – I never really went to basketball before I came working here in 1991. But I enjoyed basketball because it was never the retail producer that baseball or football was. Mm-hmm. I went for the pure love of the game. And Scott witnessed, like I said, back when you were in the Big East, some really great players come through there at Miami and other guys from other schools. 
but I enjoyed being that close to the court, seeing the efforts that were made, and, and it really is a great game. And this past season was such a, a enjoyment for so many people because yeah. last year was not good. We couldn't go to the games, right. and I had been going to games every year since '91, and it hurt not to be able to see those guys play in person and not to know the guys and not to you know feel yeah. that. So I think it's important that that Miami. Uh, opens that back up. But last year was fun, and Coach Laranega is really one of those people that you really, really just want nothing but the best for him. He and his 100%. wife are just great people, and, and uh, we're hoping that basketball gets back and, and stays in the, the I, tournament I, every year. I got to give Coach L a shout, you know, because, you know, being on the outside looking in, I mean, obviously we all know what he's done in the past. He's an amazing coach. People buy in. But this year there were some talks about, you know, Coach L is maybe his last because they're not doing nothing this year like they're supposed to do. And, like, it shows you the resiliency and how, how strong and how powerful and how much Coach L believes in the system and believes in himself that he was able to switch this around and get an extension. And he's had the ability to bring in some good talent, yes. you know. Yes, uh, Bruce Brown and, and stuff like that. Shout but, out Coach you L, know, man. A couple years ago, the FBI comes down and, and puts us on the page of one of these teams that's doing – it was unproven, but we had some great recruits that we lost because Stop of that. Because of that, yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's hard in basketball when you're only talking to a couple guys here and there to, to, to when you're losing top tier recruits to overcome that, you know. 100%. So but um, you guys, two great basketball players, Jack, and again, congratulations so on much, your man. induction Appreciate tomorrow night. It. And uh, I'll be there. And I don't uh, have my speech yet. So, if my, you know, I got to actually get on that speech tonight because <laughs> I honestly don't. I, well, I got some bullet the, points, but I might just freestyle it. The good news is because they're combining two classes, they've cut your speech time. In half? Nah, I'm. I don't have no time. I'm. T- I'm, I'm just saying. I'm gonna say it on the podcast now. Like if they say, "Hey, Jack," because if I don't get out what I have to say, uh-huh. you might want to say that now then because there's a trap door. I heard they I built heard, in there. I heard that. I heard a couple years ago they was trying to do five minutes and dudes like, bro, you can't. If you can't, I mean, this is a moment where you can't tell somebody you only got two minutes right. to talk about all the people that had a great. Kind of. That's just the intro. (laughs) That's five minutes right there. Let me tell you my story too, right? It's very very hard. And, and, you know, I get mad because they've always done it where the premium or the the biggest name inductee is always at the end, you know? Oh, so we're going to see. I better not go first. I'm like, damn, that's how you feel about me. But listen, but you're better off being first. Why is that? Oh, because you can be longer. You can stay longer, you're saying? Well, the room is full. Oh, people start leaving? But by the time, usually it's six to eight players. By the time number eight gets up, people are left, people are left already. Half that room is empty. Okay. Yeah, and I it doesn't matter who it is, okay? okay? Yeah. Because it's, you know, there's the, the nine o'clock group and there's uh, the sure. 10 o'clock group, and God forbid it goes to 11 o'clock, you know? I so might fi- I might need to figure out what, what, what slot I'm at because first I want to see how they feel about me. Okay, if I'm like, you know what I mean, one through eight, if I'm like two, I'm like, come on. I know there's a lot of basketball guys in town this week for you and Johnny, and I know you're going to get a great response. But but it it is kind of unfortunate because, like, it is your night. Yeah. And to try to do it in five minutes or even ten minutes is kind of hard to do. I saw Will Fork. What's it? it Vince. Vince. He was like, hey, hey, I heard what y'all said about five minutes. I'm staying the whole time. I don't care what y'all say to me. I'm Vince. I see, do what I want. Well, he, I gotta t- he's pretty big. So. Hey, look. Yeah, yeah, hey, look. Try, try to move him. Yeah, but yeah. He, he, was, he was the last one. And, okay. again, there was not a not no bigger crowd as there was for the first one. Oh, yeah. So, hey, look. Yeah, plus we can say you got, you got uh, both, cla- <coughs> both, both classes. Both two classes. Yeah, 99. I'm sure some people yeah, will keep it short, 2000. though. Yeah, this is about like the third time I didn't plan this trip. Oh, really? Oh, because he couldn't come because uh, yeah, it was closed down. Yeah, we did come the first time, nah, and then the last time I was like, all right, I keep it in mind then. Yeah. And then when they said we're going to do it now, 
I'm like, okay. Then I was like, well, I booked my ticket now, Johnny, so I'll be in Miami regardless. Yeah, I'm going to be here. We're going to be here. We're going to be at the ceremony. We're going to be somewhere else. We're yeah. oh, we in Miami. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be here. Yeah. So, yeah, so I took, the, I, I took the whole week off work. Oh, amazing, amazing. Well, again, guys, great having you here tonight. Thank you Congratulations. so much, Thank and you, thank you. Always, oh, shout out All Kings. Shout out, shout out All Kings, man. The store, is, it's still looking amazing. Like it? Looks, it looks more clean. It looks cleaner yeah, too. We, we, Not cleaner like it was dirty, but like the setup, every yeah, the we, lines, we, though, the aesthetic. Yeah, we, we it looks, did, it looks yeah, we changed better. it up a little bit. Yeah, it looks yeah. good, man. No more slat wall. Yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. Yeah, thank you, sir. Like it. I mean, need a number fifty-one in here somewhere. Yeah, you, though, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> we can't keep them in stock, okay? Thirty-threes <laughs> <laughs> and you know they're gone. We yeah. just can't keep them, man. You know. <laughs> We're lucky to get a basketball jersey from Adidas lately. Right. Oh my goodness. And then you know now they only do number one or the number of the season. So now with oh, NIL, they don't do personal numbers now? no. Well, hopefully with NIL now there'll be a blank program program place. Oh, so if your sure. favorite player is thirty three or something like that, you can get that with jersey made. And, you know, and then there's a kickback or about I don't even know how it works. But that I know for, like in football that we bought a bunch of blank Adidas jerseys they made. So now it's just a matter of how they work out the, the blank program and, and charge or how you keep track of who gets what or whatnot. But anyway, thank you again, guys. Uh, Until you, next Harry. week, Appreciate go Canes. It. Go Canes.